All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Psych in the City. Jacqueline here with another amazing guest. We've got Helena here. We're in your beautiful home. My beautiful Really well decorated. <laughs> There's kittens. Um, nothing more I could ask for. Really needed some kitten cuddling, so I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> so time. we're just going to jump right in. Who are you? Helena Skittles. Uh, I am uh, man, a very small town girl from in the middle of nowhere in Italy. Just a small town girl. Born and raised. I know you can't you can't really tell from my accent. But it pops in and out. Uh, in and out. Some words I say weirdly. My fiance always makes fun of me. Like what? Like aluminium. I can't say it. Oh, aluminum? Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah. I have to think like seven times how do you say it? Or like I'll just say weird things. I'm sure you're going to hear them. But. Okay, great. I'm going to look out for that. We're going to make sound bites of them. So where, what's the town called? My town is called Reggio Emilia. And you only know it if you've ever eaten real Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. Uh-huh. That's where we make Parmigiano-Reggiano. I mean, I want to say, I've been to Italy, so I want to say I've had Parmigiano-Romano. Parmigiano-Romano is different. From Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh, you know how I know that? Yeah. I made um, I made carbonara using not... Il pecorino romano. Yeah. Which is goat cheese. And it tasted terrible. Yeah. It yep. tastes like feet. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So if you have ever eaten Parmigiano Reggiano, that's where the big wheel, we make it in my hometown, Reggio Emilia, which is close to Bologna. Okay. It's in the region of Emilia-Romagna, which is where lasagna comes from, tagliatelle, ragù, that's all, all the good stuff comes from. That's why my fiance is marrying me, just for the Dude, honestly, I'm about to fight for that, <laughs> for your hand in marriage, just for that. Um, I have so many questions that I'm trying to like sort through them. Um, what was that like growing up in a small town? Like you have such a different, or when did you leave Italy? I left... Italy in 2013 to move to Switzerland. I got my first job right after graduating. Uh, I was working in Basel, Switzerland. Um, they speak German, well, Swiss German. Um, and I worked in a fashion company for the first two years right after college. And then, okay, wait, backtrack. Yes. So you're born in was this little town in of Italy. Italy. My mom was born and raised in the US. She's from Long Island, New York. And oh my god studied abroad no studied well first off she she didn't study abroad she did a summer semester abroad with her sister and traveled all around italy uh-huh europe and italy and then one night they were at a club in italy and my mom speaking no italian locked eyes with this handsome italian guy oh my god and that was that she had she never came back my, her sister came, flew back to the States. My grandparents waiting at the airport. They were like, where's, where's your sister? Where's your sister? She's like, oh, she, she decided to stay there. Oh my God. My dream life. <laughs> That's what I was hoping was going to happen to me when I went. And it just, it wasn't, it didn't quite happen. Um, I, you know what? I could tell the Long Island a little bit. You got a little bit of that well, accent in there too. A little bit of coffee in me. Yeah. The coffee. Um, <laughs> Okay, so they, your mom moves to Italy. Well, she's there for a couple summers. My grandparents fly there to go get her. Yeah, they like come back. Massive panic attack. Right. Um, and then they compromise. She 
goes to school in Switzerland so that she could go visit my dad every weekend, which is like six hour train ride away. Not terrible. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So she does that and then they get married and ta-da, 1990, there's me. So I have double citizenship. My mom always spoke to me in English. We would fly back to the States every year to visit her family. But still today, my whole family is in Italy. My Guys, you can't see my face. I'm slack-jawed again. Every single interview I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have so many questions. Okay. So the real question is not what's it like to live in a small town in Italy. The real question is what's it like to live in a small town in Italy having experienced life in the States? didn't even think about that because you're coming every summer you're like wow this is so amazing american dream yeah. you can do anything yeah. you can walk in a target with your pajamas what yeah right <laughs> so i've always dreamt of moving to the states always that was my goal so at, after high school i'm apply for uh college in italy obviously because education here is stupid crazy yeah um i apply for college in Italy, but it was an American private college. Oh. So that what is it called? John Cabot University in the heart of Rome. Oh. It's a really small college, but I knew that it would give me a leg up because I wouldn't have to convert credits uh, in case I wanted. And it was a recognized degree instead of going to an Italian right. high school. And then you would have to kind of like, you had to prove that you took the same classes and oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> so it's all the pasta. All right. It's all the pasta, all the carbs. I did my three years in college, graduated, and literally a week after I got my first job in Switzerland. And I left. 2013, I think it was. What? Oh, I can't, like, I can't order the questions that I want to ask because there's so many. Um high school what was high school like <sighs> what do you want to know like okay so high school for me was like algebra the biology like it's the same shit but okay. history is different right so my yes. my question to you because um when I started to travel a lot, I was like, huh, America didn't quite tell us the truth about a lot of things. Um, and I actually bought a, a British like history book, like a world history book, and started reading that because I was like, I want some someone's perspective on what happened in America from not an American. Um, there was a lot I learned about like World War II that I was like, what the? So that's my big question is like the, dif the difference. Like when you, what you learned in school and then now being like in America, learning American culture, like I'm sure you've seen like American war movies or like documentaries. Have you ever been like, hmm, I learned a little bit differently. <laughs> um, I see it more in before that. So even before the war, there's a lot of misconceptions on how America was came to be essentially and all yeah. that and um trading and colonization and all that like that doesn't i don't think you guys learn any of that so yeah the ottoman empire the yes. romans yes. like mm -hmm. the british colonies I, I think it's a little fuzzy so we we spend almost our whole education focusing on um 
we we start from the Egyptians and then yeah. we spend about three years studying just the Roman cultures mm-hmm. the, and all that empire and then a lot a lot of time on world war one and world war two right not a whole lot on we do study the civil war in america mm. but we stop af- right after it because then it's like eh, whatever yeah you're like okay if you really want to know you research it's on your done own. like yeah. that's no more history um a lot of our time is spent also on um the indian culture and what happened to them yeah but it's more on the gruesome side of story. So mm-hmm. a lot of time spent on the Holocaust. A lot of time yes. spent on the apartheid. A lot yeah. spent, like... People all, don't know about apartheid. like Which is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, um, we could go on a whole other tangent, but we won't continue. Sorry. But yeah, no, a lot of it is, is spent on the errors mm-hmm. of history. Yeah. And I don't want to diminish it but not a whole lot on the positives so a lot of what caused this why was this the mistake why arguably more important in my eyes i think that like um american education system is so like caught up in the like white savior like oh we did all of these amazing things we did oh thanksgiving yeah we taught the indians how to do and it was like you murdered them you murdered them don't hide it like um but it's been kind of like indoctrinated indoctrinated into the school system where it's this like nationalism. Um, but I think that it's a very important part of history to recognize your mistakes and your errors and learn from them and be able to recognize the systems and recognize the um, the signals of like, oh, maybe this isn't going the way that we thought it was going to go. And being able to pivot and admit you were wrong. I think that that's kind of like something that America lacks and it always surprises me when I meet people from other countries that are like I've always wanted to move to America and I'm like I can't I want to not live here you know um 90 day fiance hit me up like I'm ready (laughs) um so anyway that's very interesting what about like focus on the arts like how are teachers in Italy versus here you know that's a big argument about teachers aren't paid enough like there's not really a focus on the arts there's really just people are getting shoved down their throat that they need to be an engineer or a computer scientist if they want to make any money in this world in america um well let me answer first the teacher question yeah um i've experienced a whole different just reality of how the teachers are viewed in Europe versus here. Mm-hmm. In Europe, the teacher is always right. Yeah. If you come home with a C, yeah. it's because your kid is dumb. Yeah. Not because the teacher failed you. Yeah. And no parent will question that. Yeah. Like, yep. There was never a, a doubt that my que- my teacher erroneously gave me, you know, a, a point less than I yeah, should. Yeah. Whereas here, your kid is always right. Yeah. Which I guess comes from the customer's always right. Yeah. Ideal, whatever. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. We, also that we don't have that. If you come in a supermarket and your bag is open, sorry, you paid for it. You're, we're not going to take it back. Like, right, right. So even that, like there's a, just a different attitude towards like kind of almost, a, I don't want to say authority because that's not quite right, but there's like a different, res- different respect. Of, yes. And like um, independence and like ownership. There's a word for it. I can't think of it now. Um, like 
being able to be cognizant of like what part of this is your own, you know? Right. And obviously in education system, parents are not the teachers. Otherwise, You'd and homeschooling, it's not a thing. Like, I was homeschooled, so <laughs> tread carefully here. Okay. I was homeschooled from second grade to high school. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. But, you know, it's not for everybody. As people are finding out via coronavirus. Yeah. So even that, like, but in its own, like, you don't question what the teacher says. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of students that have to repeat years. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. And I will have to say, when I moved to the States in 20, 2006, the year that... Ivan hit. I mm -hmm. think it was 2006 or 2005. Oh, oh yeah, the the storm, the hurricane in Florida. Because I, I, we moved to Florida for one year. It was my first high school year, because my mom's parents were moving to a retirement home. My his her grandma her grandpa was going through dialysis, and she mm -hmm. thought, yeah, it was his last year. So he's like, let's put, yeah, let's just move, stay with him. And he ended up living five more years. But um, that first year of high school, I remember it because. <laughs> it was hilarious. I didn't open a single book for the whole year. Yeah. Because my education in it already in middle mm -hmm, school mm -hmm. was enough to cover that first year of high school. Yeah. Yep. Which blew my mind. And I remember going into, um, it was an English class and we were studying Romeo and Juliet. And we all sat down and a teacher brought up, okay, guys, today we're going to start the story of Romeo and Juliet. And I remember this one kid raising his hand and saying, what is it about? What is this? I've never heard of it. You're in high school. You're like, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, and the teacher, this is what broke my heart. The teacher said, well, you know the story of Aladdin and Jasmine? It's the same, but here they die. What? I'm like going through Aladdin in my head. I'm like, it is? It is, it? is. They're from two different families. Oh, I guess. But they don't hate. Ugh, okay. All right. Whatever. Right. Same, same, but different. Yeah. When that, I found out Lion King was Hamlet, I was like, my mind was blown, though. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> ready for that one. Um, yeah, that's, you know, I had a very similar experience being homeschooled. Like, our, we were well ahead of what we were doing in high school. And um, it almost did me a disservice because then when I got to college, I, like, wasn't ready for that because it was so much harder and I had never had to study because I was like, oh, well, the American education system. Um, so that, I understand that in, like, a small portion Okay, so then what is, do you guys have standardized testing? Like when you applied to college, what was that? What was the application process like? Well, it was an American college. So oh, whatever right. test. Oh, so you had to take the SAT. Oh, but you were here for the summer. So you were like able to finagle that? Or did they have, they don't have them in Europe, do they? No. Oh, so you had to take the SAT like here. Right. For, mm. to, to get into the American college, yeah. Uh, okay, that was really smart of you, honestly. Kudos. Shout out to you being able to like, have the the foresight of like oh yeah I probably should make myself a little bit so what did you study in college I study communications okay and it was in Rome it was in Rome you had a great time I loved it yeah if you want recommendations on Rome hit me up I got them all yeah um yeah I did my three years because obviously my two years of well one year of high school covered almost one year of college yeah and then I, I took a semester a summer session to finish that fourth year mm-hmm um, and then I moved to Switzerland. Um, before we go into that, so in America, 
when you meet someone, you're like, where did you go to school? What do you do? Um, and I noticed that when I was in Europe, it's really not that way. Like people don't, that's not the first thing that they ask when you, you're like, oh, hi, I'm Jacqueline. They're like, oh, cool. What do you do? In Europe, it's like that we just like dive directly into conversation. We like skip the like America has become more and more credentialed. Like you have to say, mm-hmm. oh, I deserve a seat at this table because I have a master's degree from here. Like what was your experience with that? Like why do you think that? is or did you experience that where people were like where are you going to school like i experienced it well i only paid attention to it i guess is the right term Mm -hmm. when i moved to california yeah um i noticed that everyone put on their license plate what college they went to yeah i was like yeah what is this weird pride with their college yeah and i guess it has a lot to do with the price you pay it's almost mm. like a brand. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm speaking. Just no, that, then you're making lots of sense. And in Europe, you call it, it's public education. Right. So, so it's not really a big. No. Yeah. And each college is, it, depending on what you want to study, when you want to be in the future, that's what college you go to. So if you go to the Bocconi in Bologna, then or it's in Milano. Got yeah. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> Uh, if you go to La Bocconi, then you're going to be X. If you go to, you know, mm-hmm. La Sapienza, then you're going to be X. When I was in Florence, there's a school there. Um, and it's like an art school. I don't know. Florence. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but there's, I met a bunch of opera singers. Mm. And I was like, this is so cool. But I didn't, they were just like, oh yeah, we're here studying art. It wasn't like a, this is the school I go to and this is what we were doing. I didn't, we didn't find out that there were opera singers until later in the night when they got kind of drunk and started singing. And I was like, what the heck? You were hiding this this whole time. But it was so cool that like, we didn't really talk about that. And they were like, oh, you know, it's here because of the culture and like our assignments are to like go to these museums. And um, it was all encompassing. It wasn't just like hyper-focused on opera. It was Mm -hmm everything it was just making them really well-rounded so um I think that that's interesting that it's like you kind of had to the your experience with education versus my experience of like you have to go to a good school like you it and you're totally right like you said people have it on their license plate I've front and back you know I'm like (laughs) okay I went to school everyone um that's like the first question people ask like oh well where do you want to go now um, like I'm trying to apply for a terminal degree and that's something that I'm thinking of. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I think I could probably get in here, but I want to go to these like top 10, but I'm also like looking at schools in Europe because I'm like, why would I pay? like what when I yeah. could go and there's no coursework. They're just focusing on your research. They're like, that's the difference. If I get my PhD in Europe, they're going to, I'm going to be there for three years and I'm just going to be doing research. I'm not going to be in the classroom. I'm not going to be doing any of the grunt work stuff that you have to do as a PhD student here. So I think the take on education um, is very, very, very different. Um, And I think that that also reflects in the attitude towards teachers and the attitudes towards schooling, you know? Um, Why? So why Switzerland? Was it just because it was kind of familiar with your dad or? No, it was just chance. You just got a job there. I just got a job. I knew, well, there was this in Europe, there's this huge brand, almost like Zara, almost like H&M. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's Zara's this, everywhere. I know. And it's more expensive, like three times more expensive yeah. here than it is in Europe, which is. Yes. No, that's why we, I was, again, I was in Europe, it was in Italy and I was like, oh, there's Zara's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls I knew in Israel was like, 
always wearing cute sets. And I was like, where are you getting them? And we went in there and I was like, this is like, this is like $10. Like not even. And then if you come in here, it's like almost, almost like luxury. high end. Like, yeah. And what? it's not. No. <laughs> like, yeah. I crazy. I wonder if it's just because it comes from Europe and probably like, oh, they have to like offset it. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. There was a fast fashion company that did only um, female clothing. And I was, I got an internship as a graphic designer. How did that? Oh, it was an internship. It was an internship. Because I was like, you studied communications. How does that? Well, as part of my electives, I also got like a graphic designer course in college. Um, Just purely to fill credits. And then I kind of developed a passion. I was always very creative and I did work on the side, small logo designs, website design. And then I, I literally worked on a fake portfolio essentially of works that nobody asked for but I yeah. built and then sent them out and I got this internship and once there I, des- I decided that I didn't want to be a graphic, a graphic designer. designer yeah <laughs> but that's that's like <sighs> the difference between like the the risks and chances that like you're kind of able to take to figure it out like I think it creates more freedom and it creates someone who enjoys their job more because you're not worried about like okay, I graduated from college. I have to pay back my student loans. I have to do this and this and this. Yes. You're like, oh, there's this really cool internship in Switzerland. Like, I'm going to give that a try. And the, the the risk is lower because you're like, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Like, I, I'm getting experience. I'm learning something. And I'm able to kind of check it off. Like, hmm, it wasn't for me. But you have those skills forever. And it wasn't, um, yeah. Ugh, God, I could talk about that forever also. I know. So, um, so. Graphic designer was a no. Did you stay in Switzerland after that? Yes. They actually offered me in the same company another position that was more targeted towards what I studied, which was communication and PR. Yeah. And I did, um, that was way more exciting. I did all of their campaign shoots. I organized all the sampling. I reached out to influencers. I did all that good stuff. And I loved it until I got a really mean boss. And I was like, "Mm, Um, yeah, it'll ruin your experience. Yeah. (laughs) So were you, did you have to learn? German? I tried, but they don't speak German, like pure German. They speak Swiss German, which is almost like a dialect. Mm. And even if you go to school to learn German, they'll teach you pure German, not Swiss German. So what's the point? So you were just speaking English? I was speaking English. There's a couple Italian speakers because uh, one of the um, official languages is Italian. Although not Mm. not a, a whole lot speak, but everyone spoke English. Although they didn't like to speak English yeah yeah so like if you spoke to them in English asking for a question they would reply in Swiss German and you're like okay sweet thanks yeah you're like cool just translate that I guess um so needless to say my time there was very lonely because they don't they don't really like foreigners even even if you're super nice to them they don't like like the Swiss are very prideful Mm -hmm. of who they are and their country and they don't they don't like to share it Mm. Even though they'll, they'll say that they like to share it, they don't. Right. I joined um, a dance team because I was, I've was i been dancing since I was 15 and I, I wanted to continue. I was like my... Like modern or like classic? Like I didn't hip hop. Always did. And then I moved into professional. And it was like my one almost like consistent thing that everywhere mm-hmm. I went, I did. It's a universal language. So I was like... I'm it's my, my way of making friends so mm-hmm. I joined mm-hmm. a team there 
and even then they knew that I didn't speak any Swiss German and all the rehearsals were in Swiss mm. and all communication was in Swiss and yeah. I just had to figure it out. So it was, it was tough, especially I was, I was 21, 22 at the time. I was like, you know what? I can't, this is dumb. Yeah. I can't make a life here. You know, I was, I was making bank because they pay really well, but yeah. Oh, a livable wage. What's that like? <laughs> um, so then you're like feeling kind of jaded and then what's next? I, the company that I was working there for at the time was called Art Basel. After that fashion job, I moved on to Art Basel. They have a fair in Miami, mm-hmm. Art Basel, Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest art fair in the world. And they had just opened offices in New York. And I was like, this <gasps> is my, this is it. This yeah. is my door. Mm-hmm. I can move. And they didn't let me. Oh. They were like, our corporate offices are here. It wouldn't make sense for you to go there. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go on my own. Yeah. So I quit my job, mm-hmm. my very high paying six figure salary job at 24. Yeah. Uh, I left it. I had nothing, no friends, no house, no income. And I decided to move everything to New York. But before that, I spent a month and a half in um, Asia traveling. <gasps> Where? Where in Asia did you go? I landed in Bangkok and I made my way down with a backpack all the way down to Singapore Oh, how is Singapore? I really want to go there. It's cool. Have you been to Dubai? No. Okay. It's incredibly hot, mm-hmm. like humid and sticky hot. I went, it was yeah. August and it's kind of boring. Oh. Like the city kind of shuts down oh. at eight mm-hmm. and there's nothing to do. All the bars are closed, but it's a really cool city. Like beautiful to look at. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then you moved to New York. Moved to with New your York. backpack and no, my literally my same backpack my backpack and you know it was it was one day at a time and it took me three months until I found something but those three months felt like seven years yeah mm-hmm. and you would you would see the people looking at my resume thinking this girl just wants a visa because you would see in my career history uh, and it was all in Europe yeah and I'd be like no I promise I have an American passport like I can show it to you but somehow they weren't very, I yeah. don't know, something didn't click. And it took Which me. Which is funny because it's like, oh, we're a melting pot. We welcome all people. And then it's like, oh, you're a foreigner. Like, mm. And I was like, but I can speak seven languages. I yeah. Can, I've worked you in all these industries. You can speak seven languages? Not seven. I, I think it's five. English, Italian, Spanish, French, a little bit of German. So yeah. Thanks. Four and a half. Four and a half. Those are all the languages that I wrote in my journal that I wanted to learn how to speak. Um, and Hebrew when I was in Israel but damn <laughs> I applaud you I mean I guess Spanish and French are like kind of similar Italian and Spanish are like the same language yeah and all the Spanish speakers are gonna say that's not true <laughs> my mom's gonna come on enter the chat it's not true <laughs> um but I think like that's so cool that you learn so many languages and like <sighs> I know it sounds like I'm shitting on America and someone's gonna listen to this and be like why don't you just leave I'm like I'm trying um <laughs> Like, what a cool experience that you, like, Americans are just like, we are going to go somewhere and they have to speak English. We're not going to learn their language. But, like, we ask so much of immigrants, you know. And English is a hard language. Sometimes, I I mean, obviously, I'm a native speaker. And I'm like, wait, does that sound right? Is that the right way to communicate what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not an easy language. So, Um, I freaking applaud you. Five languages. That's gnarly. I had to school my fiance that to be is a verb. To be. Like, I am. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't know that 
I am was to be, which is a verb. He's like, I'm, I'm just am. And I'm like, that, that's a verb. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's no, it's not a noun. Um, so you're in New York. You finally land something. Where were yes. you living? Were you with your family? So funny. Um, I was living. Um, my my mom's brother lived still in Long Island, which mm-hmm. was a good hour and a half train oh, ride. Oh yeah, yeah. I have some family the out there. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive. It's thirty bucks each way. Yeah. So I literally almost depleted my whole savings yeah. account just yeah. to for those three months trying to make a living and trying to not even trying yeah, to apply yeah. to jobs and i one night i think i was on social media and i was texting with a friend from college and he was like oh my gosh you're here i'm like yeah i'm here i'm living on long island my my uncle has a spare room because my two cousins left for college so right i'm living here but i was never there because all day long i was out with literally like just resumes in my hand trying yeah. to apply yeah um and he's like you know what i just broke up with my my boyfriend um if you want we can share rent and you can live with me and you can stay in the city right um and i started trekking it all the way from long island and i was like oh sure that that'd be awesome little did i know that we'd be actually sharing a bed for three months nice in a tiny new york apartment which Mm -hmm. is why i knew like he's my best friend he's going to be my um he's going to be at my wedding um so it worked out but yeah it would have been a little awkward if it was anyone else like, yeah hey, you want to share rent well actually sharing a bed but yeah <laughs> okay just, it's cold that just tells you how winter. new york is and even that yeah. that was like to share a bed was expensive yeah um then we moved out like together and we got our apartment we each we each our own bedrooms and you're uh, like wow look at where we've i know i was like we started we from yeah. sharing literally a pillow mm-hmm. um so yeah i applied at first i got my first job in the city was a membership advisor at an equinox gym Mm -hmm. that's where i started which gave me that little tiny bit of credibility yeah right it was like i always knew it was an interim job yeah but it helped me Mm -hmm. because it's like okay i have somewhat of a salary it sucks yeah men are literally eating me up as they walk in and it's disgusting yeah but you gotta make a living girls gotta eat i gotta pay my bills what i gotta do so i did that for i think it was like not even three months. It was like two months yeah. until I got this other e-commerce job in a stone and tile importer company. Mm-hmm. Nothing glamorous. Yeah. But it was a step up. Yeah. I had an e-commerce position on my resume in New York. Yeah. So. People are taking you seriously. That was great. Yeah. That was great. I cried so much. And then we, I moved in with my roommate, which was the same guy mm-hmm. um, in um Hell's Kitchen, New York, oh, right yeah, on the yeah. riverbank. Mm-hmm. We could see it. I was living the life. It was beautiful. Yeah, mid twenties in New York. Can't ask for anything better <laughs> than that, honestly. And then three months later, I had been in the city for six months. Three months later, I meet my now fiance. <gasps> How did you meet him? I was um, having dinner with the old coworker from Switzerland. Okay. And she was in town. She's like, hey, I'm here. Do you want to grab dinner? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was the coldest night of the year. Mm-hmm. And we stepped out after dinner because she's like, let's grab a drink. I'm like, okay. We stepped out, literally did two steps. And I'm like, no, it's too cold. We got to go some Like, whatever's closest, whatever's yeah, yeah. open, let's go in. We sat down in this really small jazz bar off of um, Times Square. 
and we're there and these wall street guys are hitting on her and i'm like great this is this is fun uh-huh. and then there's an art guy that's trying to hit on me and i'm like mm, okay <laughs> and then i see i see him walking in the bar and we just locked eyes oh my gosh it runs in your family i guess right locking eyes i did the exact same opposite oh my god and my heart he comes Love up real, to me y'all. We, we start talking and I go, so where do you live? Thinking like, what neighborhood of New York? Yeah. He goes, I live in California. I'm like, F nice. me. Yeah. And then started my long distance relationship. Really? I fought, I fought nail and tooth for yeah. this not to happen. I was like, nope, goodbye. Yeah. No. We did long distance for a year and a half until I moved here. So when did you move here? Uh, June 2018. Oh, so you're like pretty fresh. Yeah. Fresh over here. Um, what does your fiance do? He is the alcohol buyer for Aldi, the grocery yeah. store. That's so cool. And that's why our house is filled with alcohol, not because of COVID, but because he, oh my he's a buyer. No. Rip. Yeah. I was like, oh, these are cute. The wine glasses. I was into that. <laughs> um, wow. So how did you get... From, okay, I'm living in New York, I'm living my best life, to now you're here. How was that? What was that like? It was a little bit of a heartbreak. Mm. Um, in From starting to date him to the moment I decided to leave, I, in the meantime, got a job at L'Oreal mm. as their marketing manager. Nice. Social media manager. And... And it's like, shit, I just landed my dream job in my dream city. Like, how mm-hmm. do you ask me to leave this? I I made it. Yeah. And, you know, you sit down and you're like, okay, but what's really important? Like, are you, this is yeah, uh, the guy. a company. And mm-hmm. it, on the other side, it's the, the chance of building a life. Whatever, yeah. like what you really want. The reason why you left Switzerland in the first place, because I couldn't make friends. I couldn't find a boyfriend mm-hmm. for God's sakes. So I was like, Austin, if I leave all of this for you, you better marry me because I'm not, I'm not going to move just for any random guy. Yeah. So here I am. Wow. With the ring, y'all. I got it. She got it. She got the rock. <laughs> wow. And now you guys have been living. Why Orange County? Was this, it's because of his job or? He's always been from here. So um, what are you doing now? I work for Arbonne. Ah. I don't sell their stuff. Okay. I um, do those their social media. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> you do all their social media? They like... <gasps> yeah. That is so cool. All their platforms, all their social. What? How did that... How did... You just were like looking for the job and... Yeah. Because once I was here, um, L'Oreal obviously couldn't keep me remote. Yeah. Remote? What? Yeah, you do your job from you're home? ahead of your time. <laughs> and so I started looking, and then I, uh, I started applying, and they called me back. Um, how has your job changed since COVID? Honestly, not a whole much. Um, there's less meetings, which I love. Mm-hmm. I guess people recognize that they don't need all these meetings, and. A lot more chatting on Teams and you know yeah, Google yeah. Meets, mm-hmm. a lot of that. But I was already working one to two days a, uh, a week from home, mm-hmm. so this wasn't 
a, a big huge change, change yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. It's a change in seeing my friends and, yeah. you know, now I have to work out in mm-hmm. my apartment, which is not uh, ideal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I get to see my dog every day. Yeah. I get to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. I can do all my laundry and my groceries anytime. Like, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand it's not... I don't... As much as us, you know, bottom of the barrel people would love to stay at home forever, mm-hmm. we're not the leaders of such companies. Yeah, and they're not. They're gonna. They're yeah, not on the same page. We're gonna go back to work for sure. Yeah, I I've made a point because now I'm working from home as well. Um, I make a point to get out of the house in the mornings and like get coffee, even if I'm like I can make coffee in my house. I'll go to like a little coffee shop and you know just separate that's nice um and it, it it was hard at first like working on my couch or like in my bedroom and then to make an office space really did help and to just like have it be separate but um I do miss like interacting with other people it's not quite the same chatting on teams right a lot of teams chats um so you're so moving forward you think it's going to be about the same or you think you're gonna have to like go into the office and I think they're talking about, so at first, before this, let's say second wave, let's call it second wave. Um, before that, they had told us that Arbonne was not going to go remote, mm-hmm. that the importance of, you know, being in a physical location would build our our team and our sense of community. And that's why our corporate didn't want to go remote forever. But mm-hmm. then this whole thing kind of shifted things again. And now we're looking at going back maybe by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of there. Something that I really like about Arbonne is that they they ask us what we think. Yeah, they, they send us make surveys. The mm-hmm. They 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 keep questioning like, how comfortable are you with coming back in the office? If you were to come back in the office, what would you need to feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Like, and all these questions. But they're also expanding. The last surveys we got were um, more and more towards that. Okay, hypothetical scenario. How many days at home would you want to work? Mm, and how so many days? They're thinking maybe I, hybrid. I, I or... think they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, it's 2021, I'm going to say, not even 2020. Yeah. So, and, and for the past five months now, we've been working from home and everything has been going great. Right, smoothly. Mm-hmm. So, why, like, knowing that your people are working even harder now because they're at home, they have no more commute, they have no more coffee breaks, they yeah. have no more distractions. Yeah. Why would you want to take away that mm-hmm. from them to yeah. make them go back to the office and see a decrease in productivity? It also totally opens up the option for who you can have working for you. Like, uh, and now that I'm not working at a physical location, like I can move back in with my parents and like save some money. Like it, it opens up people that maybe wouldn't have applied for a job because they're like, oh, I can't, I can't leave the Midwest I need to stay here and they're like but I want to work for this company and they're based out of California so I think it does open up that a little bit um and I work remotely for um Lululemon and when I was getting trained we had two trainers and one was based in Vancouver and one was based in Edmonton and I thought it was really funny that they've been working together for a while doing these trainings and they were like yeah we're, we're really great pals we've known each other for five five or six years if I saw her in person, I wouldn't know what to do. I've never seen her in person. I was like, oh, that's, that's so hilarious. crazy. And it 
it proves that like you can work on a team and not be in a physical space it's just like you have to kind of adapt and use the tools that are out there i mean zoom zoom stocks i'm sure are <laughs> way up skyrocketing um do you see yourself ever going back to italy or oh, europe no why uh i if i were to go back i would want to go back as a retired woman yeah you think it's like a, it's a step back as far as like your career is concerned and like you kind of got what you needed out of it as a platform or like a base so there's a lot of things that i'm grateful for the u.s mm-hmm. you know but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that i miss about europe but the bureaucracy and the taxes and the mm-hmm. political systems are not one of them mm-hmm. and even though both have their pros and cons, mm-hmm. like the U.S. is not perfect. Yeah. But the reason why I was so attracted to the U.S. is the mentality. Mm-hmm. Not the egotistical one, not the, you know. Not the L.A. influencer one. Yeah. Not that one, but the idea that everything is possible here. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is what drives most of the business owners. You know, you can't, you, if you have a really dumb shark tank, holy yeah. crap. Like, yeah. that's the reason why I moved here. I, if, you ha- if I had a really dumb idea, no American would laugh at me. They'd be like, uh, oh, yeah, try it. Try it. Yeah. Yep. And in Italy, it's the opposite. It's all the problems first, mm-hmm. all the reasons why it's not going to work. Mm. And then you have to fight tooth and nail, which is what I just, I couldn't. Yeah. It's better to be surrounded by the optimists. Mm-hmm. I even, see that. Even see if that. it's not going to work out, you know, you always need that push. Everything is a learning experience. Like if you give up before you even try, then like what was the point of even saying you have this idea? Just like you should just try it. Um, so what's next for you? Like five years from now, where do you want to, what do you see for yourself? Well, I'm hoping to build a family. Yeah. But- be my my goal have you ever seen the movie robots probably not no but well you said build a family and it's just it's a movie about robots but it's like a kids movie and they're like we decided to start a family and like the they're just building pieces it's literally (laughs) it comes in a box and they're like do you know if it's a boy or a girl like and then they're like oh found an extra piece and they have a boy robot it's really it's cute so when you said build a yeah when you said (laughs) build a family i was like oh my god it's gonna come it's coming in the box well we took a road trip to texas was my first time being in texas and i we really fell in love with austin yeah it's a cool city it's a really cool city and we went to see a couple houses and we're like hmm Hmm. oh yeah i went to uh kansas once i'm not saying i'm gonna move to kansas but went to kansas um to visit my friend and she had to work one of the days and her boyfriend took me out of the house and he was like oh do you want to see some houses like just for fun i was like yeah that'd be cool and we pull up to this mansion like it has so many rooms it like the kitchen is humongous it's got a full basement which is like a second house it's got land a hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's crazy i was blown away for 150 maybe nothing nothing i don't think you can yeah no i was like speechless speechless so yeah i mean yeah Yeah. it's one of the reasons why i left new york first and yeah yeah because the amount of work and time and energy that you put into what you actually get back is stupid yeah yeah new york has never 
appealed to me. I have family there, so like I'll I'll go and visit, but it's never appealed to like live there. Maybe if I had a purpose, like if I was going to school, but it just seems like I would put myself in a world of hurt financially. It just it just feels like a struggle um, to be there, regardless of like how there are a lot of opportunities there, but you have to be willing to make a lot of sacrifices. A lot. And I've come so far, I feel like I wouldn't be able, it would feel like a, maybe a step back, but I don't know. Who knows? Watch a year from now, I'm like living in New York, living my best life, and I drink, I'm little, I'll have to eat my words. Call me up, like, hey. Yeah, I'll so be like, hey, that. sorry. <laughs> um, remember when we were in your living room? Um, okay, what are, what's something that people don't know about you? I was on Switzerland's Got Talent. No. Yeah. Dancing? Dancing. Oh, on your own or with a team? With a team. That's so cool. Did you guys make it through? Were we you make it to, We made it to semifinals. Yeah. What was it called? Can I watch it? Please don't. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where you're just like, wear this costume, do this choreography. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was a fun experience, but it just made me realize it's all paid. Yeah, show business isn't for you. No. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the the most exciting thing. Huh. That was really exciting, though. Good. I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I like screamed. I was like, Wah! um, if people want to find you, where do they where do they go if they want to follow you? Um, you can follow me on my official Instagram. It's um, Hella H E L E underscore Skits. It's my my private um, Instagram account, or my um, workout Instagram account is Nap Travel Workout. Yep, that one spoke what, to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's my secondary one. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you guys, you know how to find her. If you want to slide into her DMs, talk to her about Italy, get some recommendations, um, hit her up about struggling in New York, any of that stuff. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I learned so much. Thank you for coming by. And you're just so cool. And we got to play with kittens. Yeah. There's one on the loose. Why? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe. I've been forgetting to say that. So if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? New episodes come out every Friday at one o'clock. Um, All right. Illy Times a Millie. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>